Before the week is out, we are going to knock down their doors and shed the light of the law on that nest of vipers. And together, we can make this city safe for decent people. Decent people shouldn't live here. They'd be happier someplace else. Hi, this is Michael Uslan. You're listening to Batman on Film. Welcome to episode number two of Batman on Film, chapter by chapter, a BatmanOnFilm.com podcast. Ryan Lauer, Senior BOF Contributor, how are you? Hello, I'm doing well on this bright, sunny day. So this is, uh, we had such a fun time doing the Batman chapter by chapter over on the Batman on Film podcast social hour that's a genuine statement you are not lying right there yeah we had fun covering that thing for five months oh i i am yeah i'm bill ramey if you didn't know oh oh bill i'm the founder founder of batman on film so yeah we had such a good time we thought you know what let's just spin this off to its own podcast under the batman on film podcast umbrella so this is basically if the Batman on film podcast, the original podcast is all in the family and Batman on film social hour, the Batman on film social hour is um, if that's uh mod, then Batman on film chapter by chapter is good times. Do you, do you get my analogy there? I do. And okay. I really think that, there's going to be some people going, what? Just Google it. And then it, it, yeah. it's all connected. Yes. In the end, it's all connected. Speaking of that, it's all connected. So before we get going here on this uh, episode number two, in fact, we're talking about Batman 89. We're doing it chapter by chapter. And um, this one will be titled, Decent People Shouldn't Live Here. We're going to get to that in a wow. second. Wow. Um, I want to ask you, since we finished the Batman chapter by chapter, have you watched the Batman start to finish as you were, were planning? Okay. Um, it, it was always a thing as a child when I would hear adults talking about not having time yeah. that it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, we all have the <laughs> okay. same amount of yeah. time a day. And then now as an adult, I really understand that statement of it's it's tough to get time these yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. But Hey, tell me I, about I, it. I have, yeah, I know any, uh, barely any time, any time to do you know, anything at anymore. all. Yeah, exactly. But I'm hoping soon I might do like a double feature of the dark Knight and the Batman. Mm, okay. Well, you know, for me, it's getting to that time of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm about a month out or so. while I watch the dark Knight trilogy back to back to back. So that's coming. I have not watched the Batman start to finish since we uh, completed that. Wow. That series. Fan but, card away. Yeah, I know. I know there's another I just, there's a fan. example after example mm-hmm. of how that should happen, but I am going to get to it. Yes, I am. All right. So uh, this is episode number two of the Batman on film chapter by chapter, as I said, which is be, now is its own podcast. I should just start this show every time and go dynamite since it's, you know, it's good times. Yeah. You get that reference as well. Do it. Yeah. Dynamite. Do it, do it Bill. There are a lot of people <laughs> don't aren't getting that, but Google's your friend. Just Google it Google's real quick and friend. then you'll be, yes. you'll be in. And we covered uh, in uh, the inaugural chap uh, episode of this new podcast, we covered uh, the first chapter of Batman 89 
I'm Batman. So hope everyone listened to that. And if not, go back, listen to that before you listen to this one, because we are going in order. Hell of a chapter uh, for yes. the, the opening of this movie. So, yes. um, yeah, go back and listen to that one quick and then listen to this one. Because otherwise, I don't know how you could follow along if you didn't yeah. listen to the first. <laughs> yes. I uh, will say that to note, we are kind of the, we're making our own chapters for this because I know on the Blu-ray, there's like 75 chapters. Yeah. That are about 20 seconds a piece. And I thought, eh, <laughs> I don't think we should do that. I don't know if we can do 75 episodes. That would take, what, a couple years, yeah. you know? Um, so... We're going to, we're breaking it down as best as we can. And this is, I've noticed, because I went through the movie before I did go through it. And before I, uh, we started, it is really, it's cut up way more than the Batman was. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? The scene, the, the actual little scenes are very brief. You know what you're going to you get me to do when I rewatch some of these Batman movies yeah. this month? Is that I'm just going to think of how does it break down for a chapter by chapter? Yeah. Like as soon as I press play, I'll probably hit the time. Like, oh, let's see. There's 37 chapters. So, I mean, I don't think that that's too many chapters for a chapter yeah. by chapter. Oh, how about about this one? Oh, it's only 20. Maybe this. Yes. <laughs> that's what it is going to do to me now. Absolutely. So well, let's go. Decent people shouldn't live here. So we pick up right after the I'm Batman mm -hmm. scene um, with um, Mayor Borg, Harvey Dent at some sort of political rally or i mean kind um, of a dinner a dinner like a, yeah like it's a, a fundraising dinner. dinner maybe or something yeah 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 <clears throat> fundraiser i guess mm -hmm. you have you have uh the mayor there you have harvey dent who he's introduced as the new our new da our new district attorney uh commissioner gordon is there as well and then there's a you know an empty place at the table for bruce wayne which is really funny because I actually didn't pick up on that part. It is right there. They even cut yeah. to a shot of Gordon, empty chair, and another guy. And the nameplate of Bruce yeah. Wayne's right there. I didn't catch that until I was an adult. Is that right? Kind really? of embarrassing. Yeah. Kind of embarrassing. You're going to lose your Batman card. Now. I know. Pretty much. <laughs> I, I do. Would it be fair to say? Okay. Well, hold on. At the time of this, uh, Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. How big was he at this time? Big. He was big. Yeah. So with that, would you say wasted in this movie? <sighs> now, because you don't know the future plans. Yeah. At all. Do you, I, I would do you think say kind of wasted. I say at the time I watched it. I didn't think that because I figured Two-Face was coming at some point. Gotcha. So I thought they used him pretty well. And I think probably, I, I don't think, I think it's been said, I think part of the reason he took the role is because it was going to be a franchise and, you know, he would mm -hmm. end up playing Two-Face at some point, but that never happened. Um, so no, I never, I never thought that it was a waste, but yeah, he was a big, big deal. You know, played Lando, Calrissian. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, uh, I feel Star like that's Wars films. And uh, hey, look, hey, I know him from as a kid from uh, Brian's song TV movie. I was going to say Brian's song. Yeah, he played Gail Sayers and other stuff. You know, he did the old Colt 45 commercials, Colt 45 malt liquor commercials. Because <clears throat> I think a lot of us can see my generation <clears throat> we can we can group them together now and how what ended up happening to him if he was completely absent the character was in returns mm -hmm. and then a different actor for forever obviously to where it's like oh man they just kind of wasted harvey dent in the first one i don't think necessarily wasted i could have seen him utilized a little more but like you said too this could have been <clears throat> like harvey dent's introduction in year one you know, we just get little snippets of Harvey. Yeah. Dent, full on Harvey Dent. No Two-Face, nothing at all. And building that world of introducing this character. And then, uh, so in that regard, I do applaud and I hope in the Batman sequel that we do get a Harvey Dent and it's just Harvey Dent. There's nothing mm -hmm. about Two-Face because I think that would be refreshing. I'd like to see a lot of just Harvey Dent. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, just 
I think it's popped in my head the past couple of times I've watched this and I've never asked anybody. So perfect time is now. Did you ever find it odd after you figured out that Bruce Wayne was absent from this fundraising <laughs> dinner or whatever, whatever this event was. Um, and then like Knox doesn't know, they don't recognize Bruce Wayne which we'll get to in an upcoming chapter, but I just, I know I, w- I wondered if that was in this, uh, in this or not. And I mean, if I'm on the chapter in the future or not, I don't know. You'll have to bring this up to whoever's on yeah. with you when yes, that they don't know if Vicky doesn't know who Bruce Wayne, what he looks like. She's at the, you know, casino night at Wayne Manor. Yeah. And then they have dinner even later. And he asks if she had trouble finding the place. Yeah, and I've always said, like, she was just here the other day, like she was yeah. just here at the party last night or the night before or something. And yeah, Knox doesn't know and all that stuff. And it's like, I get the reason huh. why he's absent from this <clears throat> this event is because you're thinking, well, he's out, he's Batman. Mm-hmm. Aha, you know, he didn't have time for this. But I mean, it adds up too in the sense of you know the name, but maybe you don't know the face because yeah. of stuff like this. Hey, here's where all the media is to take pictures. Different time period. It's pictures printed in papers only, basically, unless TV cameras are there. So here's a big event where all the cameras are, and there's the Bruce Wayne name, but there's no face. Yeah. So maybe it's just a recurring theme of that. Maybe so. Kind of explain. I'll go with that. Breaking it down. Breaking it down. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Um. So I mean, this is like I said, this is just a a very quick. Um little mini scene it's not these that's what i'm talking about these little mini scenes are like boom 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 yeah. boom you know and you can't just talk about i mean we'd be done with the show now basically yeah you know? <laughs> well that was good uh yeah. stick around for next next chapter <laughs> but it's you know essentially um what the, the you know the mayor uh we're gonna root out the source of this crime false car call carl grissom and then harvey dent um gets up and makes his little spiel. Any thoughts on that? You know, I'm going to root out the nest of these, these vipers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. A man of few words. Yeah. That's as good as I can do. Billy D. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> no one is as cool as Billy words. D. Williams. Nobody. No, not at all. Maybe um, Elvis. Do... Elvis is as cool as Billy D. Williams. I was say, well, but, okay. Yeah. They do say boss Grissom. Now, yeah. um, maybe you can confirm, but the writer, Steve Englehart, Mm-hmm. with illustrations and art from the team of Marshall Rogers and Terry Austin did a, a six issue run together in detective comics in the nineties or nineties in the seventies called mm-hmm. strange apparitions, highly regarded. It's a top 10 Batman story for me. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, Steve Englehart was hired to do a, to tr- uh, write a draft of Batman 89 for the long road of getting this movie made. Mm-hmm. And he claims that at the last second they changed boss Rupert Thorne to boss Grissom and silver St. Cloud to Vicky Vale. If you check out Jack Nicholson's, and I'm saying this for people who maybe haven't read it and it's completely fine, but I highly recommend you track it down and read it. You can definitely see Jack Nicholson's Joker is strange apparitions. Joker. Yeah. Um, hardcore. So here and listening hearing this now and hearing Englehart say that before and stuff, the boss Grissom, it just it that's what snaps in my mind right away. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, this was this was almost boss Thorne. We almost mm-hmm. would have had a, a Rupert Thorne in live action. Uh I I I hundred percent believe that that's the case, and it really doesn't um I don't think there were any shenanigans involved. Mm-hmm. You know, um that kind of stuff happens all the time with scripts yeah. and whatnot, you know? So, you know, for example, maybe, you know, uh, Ramirez in the dark Knight started out as, um, uh, Montoya Montoya. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And they decided, cause I like, you know, they asked, they asked Nolan, why did, why was she just Mon- Montoya? And it was like, well, we thought about that and maybe went with that a while, but it just made more sense to make it a different character. So, and also to know like what yeah. ends up happening to Grissom semi early on in this movie. Yeah, maybe maybe you don't you know no Thorne he's a he's a good long like a longevity character. Yeah, 
rather than just have him die within the first hour of our movie. So, but that's kind of what pops in my mind rewatching this now. And I'm completely fine. Obviously, it's not like, oh my God, justice for Angleheart or anything like yeah. that. It's, no, this is Boss Grissom. Yeah. And he dies. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever, if you ever watched this movie by now, I don't know why I'm listening this podcast. I, so. You know what? I've been, I've been waiting to visit Batman 89. Yeah. Now's the time. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I've been staying spoiler free for <laughs> spoiler 30, free, yeah. 30, 34, 30, almost going on 34 years. Um, so then this, but this scene does it, it does transition into mm-hmm. being at, at Alicia's apartment mm-hmm. with Jack Napier, played by Jack Nicholson, and uh, um, Alicia. Uh, Alicia, the character played by um, Jagger. Uh, I'm having a, she's a Texan too. She's from Mesquite, Texas. If you her, didn't her, know that. It starts with a J. Yes. Um, Jerry, is it Hall? Jerry Hall. Yeah. Jerry Hall. Okay. Jerry Hall. Yes. Um, Didn't even so look she, it up. Yeah. There you go. Jerry Hall, um, she plays Alicia, and who is boss Carl Grissom's woman, and some shenanigans. Speaking of shenanigans, there's some shenanigans going on between Jack Napier and her. Mm-hmm. And you got Jack Nicholson. This is what I always thought about this scene at the beginning. You've got Nicholson there with the, doing the card thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking. Did he learn, did he practice that and learn how to do that just, just for this movie? You know, I have no idea. Yeah. He's, he's a jack of all trades. Oh, but I'm sure. Yeah. I'll see myself. So, have a good day. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, he, and he's watching this event on the news, the Harvey Dent press conference, whatever, whatever this is mm-hmm. we talked about. And he responds with decent people shouldn't live here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that always gets me yeah. yeah. when and we're getting a sense of this character. Like we know going in that this is supposed to be the Joker, but we don't know before he becomes Joker what he's supposed to be like and what yeah. It it does get me and it, it does add something when you have a villain that flat out recognizes there's a difference between good people and bad people. And there's and with this too, it's like he notices of like this is a bad town. Good people shouldn't be here. He knows yeah. good people exist and is yeah. like, there's just something that adds to that a little bit on my end when, when that's in movies or TV shows or something. Yeah. Did it just because we've seen a completely different version with Heath Ledger in Dark Knight. Do you prefer not knowing anything about the Joker or do you need an origin story like we got here? Uh, uh, cop out just depends on depends on the story yeah um this I, I can't say because this i've always known this movie um mm-hmm. there's an origin tale for the joker there's been versions afterward that there isn't yeah. and i think both work really really well in the confines of their story in my head i think i would lean more towards it's good to not have one and it's not just because uh you know i I go to the church of Nolan um, who has said of, you know, the Joker just is, but I do, I do like that because that does become a little scarier. Yeah. If there's, if there's no humanity known behind somebody or something that can be pretty, I don't know, that can be more impactful. I think. Yeah. I am a, I don't want to know anything about who the Joker was sort of person. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, as that's just my preference i get this this was very a product of its time right yeah. you had to have you know the villain has you see the origin of the villain how he comes to be it's all new territory so yeah i think a lot of pressure obviously of gotta get this gotta get this right this Being is the first the time that seems well, it's the first big comic book movie since superman 78 and it was mm-hmm. You know, Michael Uslan's story, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that 10 year 
mission to get this yeah. film made and how he was turned down by all the studios. I mean, it was completely different time. And I will, and it is, I mean, so it's made. So there is some, some tropes from the way eighties movies, these type of, I will say these type, but you know, an action movie with a bad guy, you, you see the, you know, the bad guy, we see where he comes from. So I, I, I get what they're doing here, but so we know immediately here that, you know, he's, some sort of mob enforcer and we're going to learn more about him coming up here. Um, but, um, Alicia says, you know, uh, uh, she makes the, uh, uh says something up in it. Like, um, what about, you know, they're going after Carl or tough talk about Carl. I don't remember the exact words. And he said, if this clown could have could touch Chris, I would have handed him his lungs by now. You know, and I, I like that. And then I also yeah. like after, after I think the response to that, she says something about Grissom doing that to him if he found yeah. out about them. And, and Jack just like, don't flatter yourself. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like a minute later, too. And she says, you know, does the great, she says, like, you look fine. And then, yeah, like, you look one fine. of the best lines from this movie that, I mean, all of us nerds use a lot. You know, I didn't ask. Like, this is it's not the only the line it's he looks at her like looks at her don't hey, touch me yeah <laughs> looks down at her hand on his shoulder she, she, i mean she, when jerry hall says that line it is she is very texan and it's you look fine mm-hmm. you know she can't get that she accent out expands that eye yeah fine. and you've got this guy fooling around with his boss's woman behind yeah, but, his boss's back yeah. You look at the two and it's like she's probably what 20 years younger than you or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he has and he's just like treating her like shit. Yeah. For the most part, you know, condescending and just like little jabs and stuff and it's like I know what I just said of the guy recognizes that good people do exist and they shouldn't be in this area. And then, but then he also turns right around. It's like, man, this is, I mean, uh, Knox says it here coming up in this chapter too. What a dick. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and he is through and through. Speaking of Knox, after the great delivery of, I didn't ask. That's, Uh that's Jack Nicholson. That's the best I can do. (laughs) And he's a, You know, yeah. um, we cut to the aftermath of <clears throat> I'm Batman mm-hmm. and the two goons that he had roughed up on top of the uh, on the rooftop in the beginning. And they're hauling. I yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't think that he hurt the stocking capped one so bad that the aftermath he just yeah. <laughs> like, damn, he kicked him in the right spot. Then. Yeah. 20 minutes later, the guy is still just, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So I wonder who, who called in that, who called in the police and reported, we got two guys up on the roof, got the shit beat out of them. Yeah. I don't know. Because I mean, you start to hear the sirens when that goon, you know, when Batman jumps off and disappears and he does his little, (laughs) whatever you know i'm telling you man a giant Mm -hmm. bat you know Mm -hmm. and then we get introduced we're introduced to knox we're introduced to i I think this is this is great i mean obviously we already know by the first everything that you already talked about up to this point of man burton does such an awesome job introducing batman like we physically see him but the the myth has been building yeah of this this giant bat and stuff and which those guys say before batman arrives and then now they've seen him and so the guy yeah like a giant bat and yeah as we hear with eckhart and Knox and what you were about to say too of like it is this this myth of this creature that's beating the hell out of people i i, I do really like that of we're still seeing it's almost like we got prime Batman because he just dropped in and kicked some ass, but we're yeah. also seeing early Batman because 
he's not just there's no pictures of him all you have is just hearsay well Eckhart says well speaking of that Eck, um, Knox says to Eckhart you know uh, there's been eight sightings in under a month mm-hmm. so I've always took it as as Batman's been around what a month or so when when the in when with Batman eighty nine or do you think see, he's been Batman me, a long time? Not a long time. Yeah. Um, I think for a while, because I think he operated for a while that it was never said. Okay. Um, as in like never seen, never. I don't know. I I just kind of I like that part too. Batman operated in the shadows for a while, yeah. and you maybe had an occasional that they didn't even police didn't even write down on a report you know it's just yeah. like oh this this druggie it's been busted it said he saw a big bat that that punched him we're not even gonna write that he's he's nuts let's get yeah. nuts. uh says, just my interpretation uh, yeah is there a six foot bath in gotham city and if so is he on the police payroll and if so what's he pulling down after taxes see i like his delivery on that I'm, if so, I, I, is he on the police payroll? And if yeah. so, what's he burning down? After Texas. His don't entrance. Print, don't be print, printing that shit, Knox. These guys are drinking Drano. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Um, our mutual pal, Boudin Pockets, Peter Vera. Yeah. If you're talking to him just casually about something and he tells you, he says, thanks for the tip, Dwayne. Would you know exactly what he's talking about? Yes. See, he took away my fan card because he said that to me once. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, wait, what? And then he said, like, you're an embarrassment to Batman fandom because you don't know that that <laughs> reference. <laughs> and then sent it to me. And it is something that Pete now likes to bring up and throw in my oh. face oh. that I forgot it. And I'm like, he tries to apologies. bust your balls on that, huh? <laughs> apologies for not remembering one line of dialogue in a movie from 1989. Yeah. That is not a focal centerpiece, but mission accomplished on his end because i will never forget that line for the rest yes. of my life <laughs> and yeah that's obviously that's knox's entrance into the movie of yeah thanks for the tip Dwayne. yeah so we've got that uh and then it's it, another scene but also it moves right into it it's eckhart you know kind of looking around you know you can see me doing this move with my head and darting mm-hmm. my eyes and he kind of slips off into the dark shadows of uh gotham yeah. and to meet jack napier got you a snack t- for you eckhart you just i mean you look at eckhart and he just looks like he's not a good guy right yeah <laughs> like he's yeah. a really skeezy harvey bullock yeah yeah <laughs> like maybe worse dirtier <laughs> Eckhart, correct me if I'm wrong. Eckhart, the character predates Bullock. Bullock's a BTAS character, right? Bullock showed up in the comics um, after bef- the anime series or before. I, I don't know, so don't Detective take my back. Comics away. 441, June 1974. Okay. All right. Created by Archie Goodwin and Howard Chaikin. Um, but most people got their Bullock from the animated series. That but includes I, me. Yeah. I remember him popping up. See, but there's some envy. Writer Doug Mensch and artist Don Newton introduced Harvey Bullock in Batman 361, July 1983. So conflicting, but I guess. Uh, but then fans began pointing out Lieutenant Bullock. Lieutenant Bullock appeared in three panels of Detective 441. So there you go. He did predate the animated series, okay. but I think he got his spotlight. And there, of course, were comics in the 90s that he showed up in. Uh, I was just I was going to say I wondered because I've never seen anything. And sure. apparently this is why if Eckhart was based or Bullock was based on the Eckhart character. In Batman I think people 89. N- new to it now. And I've, I'm not saying like you actually read comic books, but you know, people only exposed to the movies. I think they absolutely could see him yeah. in this and be like, oh, this is like a substitute for Harvey Bullock. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, but Bullock wasn't such a 
I, I don't think, and anybody can show me proof. Um, an encyclopedia like Robert Reinecke could <laughs> could probably tell me. Well, actually, Ryan. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think Eckhart's just a his own own character. Yeah. I um. See, you learn something every day with these chapter by right? chapter. How about yeah? That? You can never stop learning. No, never can stop learning. So uh, Napier brings Eckhart a snack. And what's he say? Uh, Never got snacks like that in my day. Yeah, no, I haven't <laughs> either. He says, uh, what does he say? You, you, you're broadcasting it all over, you know, some kind of line about him, you know, uh, just saying it. And he's trying to be on the down and low because he's a dirty cop mm-hmm. and uh, ends up telling him. Um, and Jack's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. I love it. <laughs> and then you've got uh, Bob the Goon in the background. Oh, yes. The hero of the movie. Yeah. And uh, so he ends up telling him, they get into a back and forth, you know, with the shut up. And I answer the gristle, not the psychos. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's he telling him? You, bet, you better uh, think about the future. Eckhart. It's, and then it's like Eckhart runs out of breath. They got no future chick. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I mean, they've got some good characters <laughs> in this already. Did you ever buy did you buy action figures for this? You know or what? Wasn't, or you were an adult and at this time period it wasn't cool to do that, so you didn't. I was Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Because um now, Batman 89 made it cool again to be a Batman sure. fan, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when I kind of came out of the closet with that. Mm-hmm. After, you know, I don't know, 10 years, less than 10 years. And it did get me back to into comics, Batman 89. Started going to a local comic shop down there where I grew up. And, but I just wasn't aware of... The, the action figures as much back then as I am today. It's, it's a way bigger, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew about, you know, like star Wars that came out in the, in the late seventies and, you know, I, I saw the star Wars toys, but I never was into, to uh, that, but I, yeah, probably I just went, okay. I, yeah, I can gotcha. wear a Batman t-shirt now. Yes. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I'll talk about reading comics, but I don't know if I'm going to go buy a action figure. I only ask because I missed, I was too young. I didn't get 89 figures returns were the first time I was getting figures um, in like the, in the animated series, but, but I will Bob show the, you something. Hold on. Oh boy. Bill has left the podcast studio. I did make up for it. Oh, Okay. He's it back in. Oh, okay. I don't Bill is showing me Batman 89 Joker and Batman figures unopened, yes. still in packaging. You know, if you don't Un- open them, Bill, they're worth a lot more money. <laughs> you could retire have, if you sell those. So I do. I made <laughs> up for it. That was my point. Thank you for that play by play on that, sir. You're welcome. Uh, I, I initially I, I took us down this path because I'm not a toy expert. That is that is yeah. Pete and Haas and Justin yeah. and Garrett territory is not mine. But I know Bob the Goon. He was a high kicker, which I don't remember him ever high kicking in this movie. Yeah. And then you couldn't put his leg down. Okay. Like that's always the comment with those. So maybe, maybe you track those down as well. I need to buy okay. it. I need to get it an 89 figure. Cause I try to get a Batman figure from every, you know, everything that, that they kind yeah. of release just to get, you know, every single look. And I don't have an 89. So I need to do it. By the time, by the time Batman forever came around mm-hmm. and Batman and Robin and then all that. And then up through there, I, I've got like in the attic because of my kids, mm-hmm. Micah and Jake, mainly. Mackenzie was, she likes Batman, but she was, you know, she's a girl. She wasn't into it like the boys were. But um, I mean, I had, a, I say I, the ki- I bought them for the kids. Then there mm-hmm. I got, I got a huge, ooh, I have a huge tote. My chair buckled on me. <laughs> Almost had to release a video version of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got like two totes full of yeah. 90s 
and early 2000s Batman action figures from nice. Batman Beyond, animated series, Batman Forever. And, you know, they Pete had, had did, yeah, Pete, they Pete had, and I talk about Christmas 1995 a lot because that was I think like every year now is a Batman Christmas for me, but Batman Forever and I had some Batman stuff before that I got for Christmas, but Forever 95 was the first like, man, this is this party has a theme and it's Batman Forever. Um, and Pete's I think he's gone through and he's shown pictures too. Like he has totes of like all Batman, like everything Batman Forever, like he did with the Batman, you know, yeah. this year, if he bought yeah. everything like he basically has everything forever and Batman and Robin. It was really fun and impressive. Now these, the ones yeah, I have, these these nineties ones and early two thousands, they are well worn because they were played with hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. So they weren't purchased as a collectible to be on display. They were, they were got played with. It's good stuff. And I can neither confirm or deny that I might have played with some of them myself. You joined in, so, <laughs> so. Uh, we got uh, Eckhart telling Jack Napier, I answered to Grissom, not the psychos. You're an A1 nut boy, and Grissom knows it. Mm-hmm. You better be sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, and then you got Eckhart, where you've been spending your nights. Yeah. So we got someone. So that's saying, okay, someone knows about jack and alicia and you know you better think about the future eckhart so don't forget about that line because it comes back later mm-hmm. right that's right yeah and then we boom we're immediately going to a very quick mini scene of the mayor gordon and harvey dent at gotham city hall walking down the steps while they are workers are putting up the gotham 200th anniversary banner and the mayor is talking about how he wants the whole spiel, balloons, hot dogs, the whole spiel. Mm-hmm. And I guess I spent a lot of money on this because, according to Dent, they're, you know, they're in the red, it's in the hole. And it's just, I don't know, what do you think about it? this little scene? Is it just, just to set up the big parade at the end? I mean, or just to yeah. say, oh, Gotham's 200th anniversary is coming because it doesn't really add anything. It overall. doesn't. It's just a little bit. I mean, to me, it it's a more exposure to these guys that aren't necessarily getting, you know, they're not front and center. Yeah. You're getting to see the mayor. You're getting to see Harvey Dent again. And there's this celebration that's coming. Is it Gotham's bicentennial? Yeah. So. But like, I don't know, just to enforce that, which will come into play. Just like a little earworm for you. Like, hey, we have this uh, parade that's coming up soon. This big celebration that's coming up. Keep that in your back pocket. All right, let's move on. All right, moving on. I'm on speaking of moving on. We're moving on. Boom, we're right at the uh, newspaper office. And you've got uh, uh, Knox getting his balls busted by all his coworkers about, you know, oh, welcome, yeah. come Dracula. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the 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 guy holds up the the bat within a in a suit you know Mm -hmm. the batman with the bob kane signature on it yeah do you think uh bob kane drew that or he just signed it i don't i don't know (laughs) don't know what did bob kane draw or trace traced a lot (laughs) i'm not going to get into the bob kane thing i will ask uh someone who would know Oh, okay. Mr. You might know somebody who would know. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mr. I'll, ask, I'll ask him um, who drew, who uh, actually drew that. It kind of sucks. And like today, like back then, I'm like, yeah, Bob Kane created Batman. And, you know, that's what, that's what everyone knows. Now it sucks now that, um, that we know all about the true story. We know the truth. Batman's creation and that Bill Finger didn't get in, get any run in that movie whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got your what a dick, you know. What hello a leg, dick. and then hello legs. <laughs> Do you find it Knox obnoxious in this scene? I think he's no. supposed to be obnoxious. I think that there's a lot of so it's 
it's interesting when you give enough time and distance with things. The the what do you want to say? Impression of Knox was oh he's annoying. God, he's the most annoying character in yeah. the movie for a long time. And then you got people that joined on that because you're just like, oh yeah, the mass yeah. thought is that he's annoying. So yeah, yeah, he's annoying. And then you have people who love to have the hot takes. Yeah. Um, and would say something like Knox is he's the hero of the movie, you know, something like that, which is just yeah. like asinine. And in reality, it's fine to just be like, he's fine. And in yeah. the end, I just kind of think like he's fine, but you know what? He says, what a dick. And uh, six is good. And apparently he says, thanks for the tip, Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, so he's got three. <laughs> yeah. He's He's got three, three lines from this movie that all of us recite, you know, daily. Great point. So, Great point. I'm just yeah. saying, I remember when he, when Robert Wool got the Arliss series on HBO and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm a kid. I don't know any better. I'm like, Alexander Knox has a show on HBO, but I can't watch it because we don't have it. And also that looks like it's an adult show. What's Knox doing? And then I understood, no, actors play different, different roles. roles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we're introduced to Vicki Vale here. Kim Basinger playing her. Mm-hmm. Who was supposed to be Sean Young was actually cast in the role, mm-hmm. and then broke her freaking arm. Yeah, in uh, I don't know what you want to say, like Earth eighty nine. There we go. We'll call it Earth yeah. eighty nine. Yeah, there's that Sean Young was Vicky Vale. It's really hard to see. Yeah, I know this. Be- like I know because I've seen a movie how many times over thirty years, but like I don't know, Kim Basinger. This is the first yeah. thing I ever saw her in because you know I was so young when I first saw it that it, she's always been Vicky Vale. Oh yeah, that's Vicky Vale. Oh yeah, that's Vicky Vale. I can see why they, if she was Silver Saint Cloud, which Kim Basinger could have played Silver Saint Cloud, you I know, think so, just, yeah. as, just as easily. But um, she was cast for Vicky Vale. But I can see why they changed the character because to have her be a photojournalist made more sense to come to Gotham and then to try to partner up with Knox to find the Batman, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Story-wise. Absolutely. I like the changing of Thorn to Grissom makes like, I don't know. I could see that both ways. I mean, maybe it was like you said, it could be like, okay, maybe we want, we want to bring Rupert Thorne in at some time and make him a mm-hmm. longer character. We're going to kill this guy off. So let's, like, I think in retrospect, they, they could have just flat out called him Thorn, and it would have yeah. been completely fine. I don't see how it's such an easy switch to just be like, well, Vicky could have just been Silver. It's like, no, those yeah. are two totally different characters. Silver, I mean, what do you, she does campaign events or big yeah. uh, event planning and stuff, whereas Vicky is a journalist. And yeah. like you just said, attaches to being with Knox and like investigating Bruce Wayne and, and all that stuff. It's story-wise, I just it does make so much more sense that it's Vicky. And she's one of in the comics, she's one of the first girlfriends mm-hmm. of Bruce Wayne. Julie Madison. Julie was first. first. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But isn't it nuts? God, it's getting nuts. That Vicky hasn't really been present since this movie. Yet, yet, hey, I'm all for it. If they do a, I feel like Reeves would go Julie Madison before Vicky, as far as like maybe a love interest for Bruce in these, yeah, in this new trilogy. But that doesn't mean that Vicky has to be a love interest, she can just be a reporter, yeah, yeah. and they just see on the TV or I something. Think, Vicky, Vicky, I, you know, you make that point about not seeing her again. I think it's that's very. These movies were product of its time. They had to have a new, a new hot love interest in each one. Sure, yeah, you know, like you a know new villain, saying? a new love interest too. Yeah, because in which Julie did show up, wasted in Batman and Robin. But Batman and Robin, she did there. show up. Yeah, and I know Vicky so, is like I didn't watch all of Gotham. Uh, I don't know if Vicky Vale popped up in that at all. I, don't I know, know she either. briefly like background voice and stuff like that in other forms of media. And I did she she showed up in brave and the bold at some point i assume so yeah yeah but as far as like front and center second or third name on the call sheet she hasn't yeah you know she hasn't been that's just because you know 
you had returns and then we're going to have Michelle Pfeiffer and that's going to be yeah. the love interest. And then, and you went to forever. And then we're going to have Chase Meridian. I mean, it's, you know, you know, yeah, just very eighties, nineties type. Like, welcome stuff. the return of Vicki Vale. Yeah. So I don't think I'm with you on Julie Madison because Reeves sounds like he's, you know, not sound like it. Reeves is a huge Batman fan. He knows his, mm-hmm. he knows his Batman history. So he may want to go with Ju- uh, Julie Madison. Um, so uh, she's come there and then I think what Knox is like, who sent you? You know, she likes bats and she thinks, he thinks that she's there to goof on him and, she convinces him that she's not and says, we will, you know, your story and my pictures, we could win a Pulitzer prize. Um, and did you ever notice? I've, I've noticed this for years and I have no idea why it's there. That, that photo behind them on the wall of Papa. Hmm. No, I don't remember. On the wall behind them, there's some stuff on the wall, right? Like maybe a newspaper and there's a picture. There's a frame picture of a Popeye float, like a, you know, like a parade float. Yeah. So I never got the, I mean, a lot of those. Is, you know, it, is it flat out Popeye or is it like the baby float that's in that's at the end? It's that's Popeye to me. It is okay. And I'm trying to find a picture. You're looking at find. it. I'm looking for it. I can't. So after we're done, yeah. After we're done, then I'll find it and be like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" Because a lot and of these I, things aren't, you know, they're they they're they're you've got prop people who plan all this stuff out, with the things to have in the background and whatnot. I just never figured out what the deal is with a, with a Popeye parade float pictured i don't know it's something that tim burton saw as a kid and it's just always it's what what made him creative there you go probably (laughs) it's like you know what i'll ask him when i have lunch with him next week you know like in the dark yeah like in the dark night when they're talking about who's batman and there's that uh the suspects and elvis is one of them you know it's a nod to Mm -hmm. me right of course yeah they knew that yeah yeah chris did that for me anyway so um, other of note yeah. which of course everybody yeah knows from here but the uh quarter maltese yeah name drop yeah so um Dark Knight back returns. in back in your day did that you remember the day that you saw this for the first time bill did I that do. get you like hey hey whoa, 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 whoa. hey 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 <laughs> whoa 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 um uh God. I'm going back a ways here. <laughs> I think I remember it maybe I'm just remembering in retrospect, but I'm yeah, thinking, oh, there's full Dark Knight returns Bob, you know, nod there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a it's not a big deal in the story. No. It's just she went and was there and took pictures in some war zone or whatever. It's just giving the character some depth in the sense of, yeah, you know, like yeah. she knows what she's doing and if she's, you know, taking pictures for Cosmo. And if she wants to take pictures of, of if she wants Knox to pose nude, you're going to need a long lens. I didn't get that one for a long time. And then I'm like, <laughs> Oh, Hey, <laughs> Hey, Whoa. Hey now, come on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's coming on a little strong. That is yeah. that would not fly in the offices today, Alexander. So no, <laughs> no, HR would have words for him. Oh yes, he'd be fired. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is overall. I think it's a good introduction between the two, and how yeah. quick. I don't know, like it works. You know, yeah. I don't need. Okay, we got them introduced, but they can't be allies yet. You know, it's just like pretty accepting. It's a it's a longer version of of like the scene that you just talked about the twenty second one with the mayor and Dent and stuff like mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just hey, here's Vicky. Uh, she's teaming up with Knox. They're allies by the end of this minute and a half, two minute scene. Yeah, cool. and he's Moving like on. talking about you know Gordon's got to file on this, and I can't you know he doesn't return my calls or 
He's going to be at Batman or uh, Batman. He's going to be at. You didn't know that. Spoiler alert. Bruce yeah. Wayne's Batman. Sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, going to be at Bruce Wayne's uh, fundraiser casino night thing, which it, I'll get to this in a second. This is weird. But um, that he can't get a ticket. And she pulls out two. She must have got some serious clout. She's got mm-hmm. to score two tickets to Bruce Wayne's charity event. And he's like, I love you. Will you marry me? Already, and she's like, "No, can I take you to lunch? I eat light." Um, uh, so that sets up what well, we're going to so, later on, not think, in this show, but yeah. The Vicky serves as because if you, I don't know, like the exact like the term of it, but in a lot of you know pilot episodes of TV series, and then also with movies and stuff, you you have a character, a way to get us, the audience into the world you have somebody kind of like res- representing us mm-hmm. so vicky is the representation of us of in the others around are you know this is what gotham's like and you have her who's new to gotham doesn't know all these elements like us mm-hmm. the audience how do you get us in here and then you have Knox as a little bit of the guide you yeah. know he's kind of informing her therefore informing us the audience of like what status quo around here right now and getting us invested and used to the world and stuff like that so i think that always knowing that that's why i'm always completely fine with Knox, and i'm in you know the two are the partners you know and stuff like that it i think it works that's why i've I've never annoyed or bugged by it or anything yeah it's um it's just small quibble, but like it goes back to <clears throat> not knowing, like not knowing really who Bruce Wayne is, especially not knowing what he looks like. Like he's, he knows who Bruce Wayne is, obviously, because he mm-hmm. talks about, you know, his event and he can't get tickets to it, but doesn't know what Bruce Wayne looks like. I mean, aren't mm-hmm. you an investigative reporter? Come on, dude. So, and a lot of people for general audience, I mean, I can't, I only know by reading back and, and stuff, but I mean, people aren't as aware of Batman as then as people are now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, their familiarity is Adam West Batman. And this is obviously a complete 180 from that. But other, other than that, you know, and it's as a whole two generations, you know, early. So I don't know. This is all almost treating of like, we've got to familiarize people with Batman, who Batman is. And that's like, it. this is almost, I mean, it is basically, it's an introduction of Batman to 80% of people. I mean, I guess I get, I don't know. I get what they're going for is like, you know, he's so he's even Bruce Wayne is this mysterious character that mm-hmm. person in Gotham that we know who he is because of the Wayne family, but really don't know much about him you know so that's fine that's fine Mm -hmm. all right so in the last little mini scene of this chapter we go to grissom's penthouse and we get to say this son of a son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) that's where reeves reeves always has seen that and i'm like i think we can do it better yeah i think we can do it better hey It's all connected, right? It's all connected. Yeah. It's all connected. That's Reeves was influenced by Grissom. He sure was. And his son of a yeah. bitch. So that son of a bitch. We get that from um I just did the Batman chapter by chapter and I forgot the name of the character. You son of a bitch. Bach. Bach. Mackenzie Bach. You son of a bitch. So anyway. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you should have had, like, we'll get there, you know, at some point, maybe, you know, Martinez could have been at the casino night going, hey, Mr. Wayne. (laughs) It is all connected. Because I think we even said with that, of Martinez standing next to Gordon, feels very much like in Batman 89, when uh, maybe it's Dwayne. The police officer comes up next to to um gordon in 89 yeah. like that, that that was very familiar and yeah in the batman so it is all connected yeah so basically uh harvey dent is going after grissom and it's getting closer getting a little uncomfortable and 
they're trying to figure out what to do and you've got super cool, cool, you know, too cool for school. Uh, Jack Napier sitting there doing his card deal mm-hmm. and just says, I think we uh, break in and mess up whatever he says, uh, ransack the place and make it look like, take the records, make it look like industrial espionage. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. That, that's a plan. Yep, sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. Yep, sounds and great. Jack Palance is great in this scene. Mm-hmm. He's great in everything he's in. He's not in this movie very much, but just he's like, Jack, that's a great idea. You know, how he mm-hmm. talks. I want you to handle it. And I know, and I, I like Jack. Me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. But then flips that card over, foreshadowing Bill, because also spoiler. Jack yeah. becomes the Joker. Yeah. He just happens to have that one card. It's the Joker card. How that looks that? just like, you know, the Amazing. Joker drawn by, I don't know, um, Bob Kane or, or uh, uh, Dick Sprang, you know, from back in the day. So mm-hmm. on the card. Um, and he says, and so, you yeah. are my number one guy. Yeah. Because he doesn't want that'll to, come up later. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's what does he say? Uh, say Carl, you know, uh, that place, Axis Chemicals, the fumes in that place. Get somebody else to handle this. He's like, does the oh, yeah. Let me rub your shoulders for yeah. an uncomfortable amount of time. <laughs> Jack, I mean, yeah, the the breath, you are my number one guy. And Jack's just kind of like, okay. All right. Got no choice here. <laughs> yeah. Guess I'll and go back to chemicals. And then enter, I mean, enter Alicia. Yeah. That was, wait, that was, was that's that before. before. The yeah, rug? that's before. Okay. That's why, that's before he said, you know, Let's get in there and t- tear up the joint and make it look like industrial espionage. She comes walking in. She's been shopping. She's got like forty-seven bags. Yeah. Of, of and then and, and this is this is pure. I mean, pure editing. Yeah. <clears throat> Nothing needs to be said. Yeah. And all of us as an as an audience know. Yeah. Grissom knows what's going on between. Yeah. 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 Just between like Alicia Grissom, Alicia. She comes in. Jack, she looks. Yeah, Alicia Grissom again as Grissom's side eye. Yeah, that Jack says, so like you know, that's just editing because uh, you know what's going on. Nothing needs to be said. Jack Nixon as Jack Napier has this great smirk on his face, mm-hmm. and I can't even do it. It's just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should screenshot that and put that up. Yeah. But anyway, um, so uh, he sends old Jack off to take care of this at Axis Chemicals. And he said, oh, Jack, mm-hmm. don't forget your lucky deck. You know? Yeah. I always thought that was a cool, like, sound and flicking yeah. of the deck. And Jack just, you know, he's kind of defeated. Like, I don't want to go there, and I'm, but I have a choice, you know? And he just mm-hmm. kind of turns and goes, and you got Palance with this shit-eating grin going my friend, your luck is about to change. So <clears throat> I would always laugh and make fun of him. This is, I know, like the last part of yeah. like this chapter as yeah. he sits so robotic, but he's also so like cocksure about yeah. what he's about to do and get in the phone. Get me Lieutenant Echo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so like overdone, but I mean, it does, it fits in with his. <laughs> With the arrogance of what he's so proud of, what he's about to do. Yeah. That's me, Lieutenant Eckhart. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that, uh, we know that Gristle knows about Jack and Alicia. We know he's heading to Axis Chemicals. Mm-hmm. And he's asking for Eckhart. And there's going to be some um, tomfoolery at hand. Mm-hmm. Coming up for Jack Napier, and that's where we end with this uh, this chapter two of Batman eighty nine. Thoughts? Uh, it's good. It's a definitely it's a setup. I think 
set yeah. up on the the myth of the Batman. It's a setup of um, Eckhart dealing with Jack as well as dealing with Grissom as well as dealing with Knox and then new character of Vicky Vale working with Knox uh, as, and then of course building towards, you know, what we don't know at this point, if it's your first viewing the, the grand finale of the Gotham Bicentennial. Yeah. So I, I, there's a, when you break it down, which has been the whole point of chapter by chapter, you yeah. realize like how many elements. A lot of characters of were introduced to here. Right? Dwayne. Dwayne, <laughs> Martinez, yeah. Hawk, Kinsey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but really, I mean, Vicky Vale, Knox, mm -hmm. uh, Eckhart, Jack Napier, Grissom, a lot in just less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of characters. So there you have it. So we'll be moving on to chapter three of Batman 1989. Um, I've seen this movie so many dadgum times that I don't know how many little things I can pick up anymore, but I'm trying, but I did enjoy, well, I'm, I'm going to enjoy watching this. You movie. know what you picked yeah. up? Harvey Bullock's first appearance. Exactly. There see, you I go. Learn, see, you learn something every there day. You go. Never sure stop do. learning. <laughs> Never. Learning's a lifetime thing, Ryan. It is. It is. All right. Would you want to plug anything? I'd love to okay. go to batmanonfilm.com. Okay. <laughs> I've got reviews, podcasts, interviews, and posts on Batman on film. And then my podcast, the Batman book club. Uh, yeah. Bill posts on, on the site. And if you, wherever you listen to this podcast, you can listen to the Batman book club, follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC. Most recent episode is talking the, it's all connected bill. The strange apparitions follow up. Um, by Steve Englehart, Marshall Rogers, Terry Austin, uh, Dark Detective. It's the mm. most recent episode with one Sir Jay Yaws, who I met down in Texas at the BOF watch party. This is, uh, that's that's just, that's some serendipity there. It is. You just, you just, you just happened to talk about Dark Detective, which is a sequel to Strange Apparitions. And we're talking about Batman 89 and how much that had an influence on incredible on batman wow incredible is the joker one last thing you know the joker patch that's on the helicopters and they wear on the jackets with the joker face yeah that's marshall rogers right i mean yeah i mean gotta be well one i really approve of some of these former movies of the villains getting their own swag to give all of their their henchmen i really appreciate you know yeah. i miss that um i'm googling really quick because i want to i want to look at it even closer because somebody will be some i don't know i say the wrong thing and i know somebody can come back and let me have it take away my card i don't know that that's rogers i mean that almost at least on this jacket that i see yeah. It's almost got a Bond influence to it. And we know because, I mean, they used the quote that Burton said the killing joke was like the first comic or at least first Batman comic that he ever loved. So I don't know. Hmm. I know someone who may know. I will ask. I think you should. And if you do know, if you're listening and you know who did that Joker logo artwork with the Joker face? Shoot me an email or just respond in the comments because I want to learn. Like I said, I'm a I'm a lifetime learner. Ryan. When I got to speak to Mr. Uslan earlier this year, when we talked about his his new book, I got to ask him a very specific question about Batman '89 um, that, according to him, he'd never been asked before, and then he also didn't really answer it, but I think he kind of did too. So if I get, yeah, I think that'd be great to, if you can send a, a little nugget his way, asking about the Joker jacket. Yep. It's an All answer. Right. The, the people want to know, Bill. They demand it. They demand it. Obviously, yes. Hashtag Not jacket any. justice. Jacket justice. <laughs> All right. 
Well, for me, just go to bat, really, just go to Batman on film. Um, check out, I will plug because it's complete. Check out our, uh, all 18 episodes. Was there 18 or do we do 19? 18? 19. I feel like, I think 19 because 18 yeah. was credits, and, but we did 18 as the deleted scenes and then 19 yeah. was the. Okay. Check out all the shows we did for the Batman chapter by chapter. That was, I'm pretty proud of that. And it's there for your listening pleasure. Wherever you find your podcast, announcer Rachel will take us out and we'll catch you next time. You have been listening to Batman on Film Chapter by Chapter, a BatmanOnFilm.com podcast revisiting the cinematic adventures of the Dark Knight, scene by scene, chapter by chapter. Follow Jet on Twitter at BatmanOnFilm. For BOF news only, follow at the Batman on Film on Twitter. To become a BOF patron, go to patreon.com slash batmanonfilm. To advertise on BOF, visit advertisecast.com slash batmanonfilm. For Jet and Team BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Authoritative, definitive, the original. Batman on Film. Established in 1998. need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.